Alright everybody, this is Terrell Cummings, this is Season 2, Episode 8 of the Always Relevant Podcast, and today, Dane and I are going to be discussing uh, Dane's cultural explorations at the Oktoberfest in Bethlehem, PA, uh, we have a bonus segment as far as Lee's Drink Recipe for Ranch Water, um, we'll be talking about College Football Rundown, uh, the NFL, specifically the Bengals and the Browns, Sportsmanship in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and we're also going to talk about our mission to get back in shape, or lack thereof. As always, we have our rapid fire topics. We we'll have get real with Dane and mess with money with Rel, and we're gonna be having a lot of fun. We hope you listen in and have fun too. So here we go. Enjoy the show. All right, hey everybody. This is Terrell Cummings and Dane DeMeo, and this is season two, episode eight of the Always Relevant Podcast. Dane, what's going on, dude? Good, uh, good. Uh, no, another good weekend of Ohio football, man. We're gonna get into it a little bit. Big up submission for all too. We'll talk about that here soon. But like I said, pretty excited about everything. Uh, we're going to get into it. How are you, and how are you really? And I'll start things off. How am I? As always, I am all right. Um, yeah, I'm all right. How am I really? I feel like it was a long weekend. There was a lot going on last week. Two kids were sick. The youngest at six months, and the one that was two. Both of them had like different head congestion, chest congestion, bronchiolitis issues. So they were sick throughout the week. I was going to the doctor's office. I was going to hospitals way too much. Either way, it was tiring. My son, Caden, the oldest, it was his birthday on uh, on Friday. So he turned seven. We had a birthday party for him on Saturday, trying to watch football, do all that stuff. Plus, I started school last week for the last term of the year. Uh, so I had a group of meeting with my group on Sunday. All that, you know, watching football in between all that. Either way, I'm still tired. Now Elena's sick. You know, the other two kids are getting better. Caden's starting to get sick. So we're giving medicine to hold off on that. I'm just ready to chill, to be honest with you. Either way, I'm good. I can't complain too much. Dane, how are you? How are you really, man? You know what? I'm kind of sad because I know, uh, like we've talked about before, it's probably the right thing to do in today's society and climate. But uh, the Indians have officially finished as the Indians this weekend. In some ways, it's kind of sad. It was a name for what, since uh, 1916. Uh, so today, I am honoring the Indians and their two greatest moments, two of the three greatest moments that they were there. So I got my 1948 World Series hat on, of course, Bob Feller, rest his soul. And then I got the 10-cent beer night which who could ever forget that the video is great. One of the other great moments in the 1920 world series. So in a lot of ways, I'm kind of sad. I hate the new logo. It sucks. I know I've been saying it sucks a lot lately, but you know, whatever. Uh, how am I really? I'm good, man. Browns are three and one. Like, you know, there's a lot of people bitching on Twitter and uh, Hey, they're three and one. It's great. Right. That, uh, somebody t- you know, put out there. It's great to have a, uh, a three and one team to bitch about, right? So, I'm so like, true. So I'm true. Like not complaining, right? Yeah. Oh, Brown, Browns, Bengals are both three and one. Not mad about it. I'm glad the Bengals have had a better start to this season than last season. So, I look forward to seeing where they can go. Unless we'll talk about them a little bit later on. So, and Pittsburgh's one and three. That makes my week. Yeah, and, and everybody's happy about that because no one around here likes the Steelers. It's horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's almost bad as a Ohio State fan. So. So real quick, that's the one thing me and Terrell will always agree on, and probably everybody listening is, nobody likes Pittsburgh. Nobody likes Pittsburgh. There are no Steelers fans around here. So if you're a Steelers fan, 
You don't have our support on the show. You can keep listening. I'm good with that. But just know we'll never like your squad in any situation whatsoever. But uh, we are liking Ben Roethlisberger. I hope he plays another five years. Yeah, he needs to, man. He needs to. He can continue to be the worst uh, worst quarterback in the AFC North. So I'm, I'm fine with that for sure. <laughs> so, all right. Bonus segment. Dane's cultural exploration. Dane. What explorations do you have for us this week? You've already you've been to Celtic Fest, you've been to the Italian Festival in New York. I'm sorry, Celtic Fest in in, uh, in PA. We had one on this past weekend. I saw some pictures; it was funny. <laughs> so, uh, the bad part about Oktoberfest is usually by the time it's done, uh, you forget everything you were going to talk about. So, yeah, uh, I've seen the pictures. You know, I had the dog out. You know, there'll be some pictures out there later. Uh, got to Oktoberfest. So there's another one, Bethlehem, PA. So Bethlehem, PA is like the city. It's close by to me. And, you know, they got all this stuff going on all the time, uh, different festivals and stuff like that. And it's not a far drive for me. So it's a good time to go out. It's packed. It's down there by the old Bethlehem steel factory, which you've never seen anything like this. It's hard to explain. Even when I lived in Detroit, yeah, you know, all the abandoned buildings there, there's nothing like this. Right. But it's like a great backdrop to the, to Oktoberfest. So we get there and we get in line and I'm like, it was tough because they had three major tents. I forget what the one was, but the one was serving all Sam Adams, which is a must for me usually. Yep. And the other one was serving uh, Yingling products. Okay. So, the, so we're closer to the Yingling one. This place is packed because it was a nice day, right? And, and you know what? I was wrong. Uh, German people dress up in the garb too, whatever the heck they were wearing. Yeah, they're, 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 was it Lederhosen? That's what it's called. Yeah, that's, something that's, like that. That's the airport. Yeah, man, I was getting down to the polka later in the evening, but uh, <laughs> got in line, and I'll tell you what, I know we're going to get into the drink of the week after this, but I'm going to throw a bonus segment at you. The Yingling Oktoberfest is pretty good. It was so good, I'm not really sure what happened the rest of the time. So I get in there, and we're in line, and you can get a 16-ounce glass, she says, some great, real nice lady. Uh, you can get a 24-ounce 32 ounce, which was the same mug, only they fill it. You know what I mean? Right. And then you get a pitcher, and the pitcher was only $2 to walk around with the pitcher. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I might, I got to get one of the glasses first. That's when you see the picture of me with the dog and everything. Right. I get the 32 ounce, start going around, getting it, you know, because, and they got all the games out, right? They've got yeah. the, uh, they're holding out the beer. Like, this is the thing. Germans love the sports, man. They love beer sports. I don't know any other culture that the beer is actually part of the sport. <laughs> beer Fest, the movie, is a real thing. So right? true, isn't it? So everybody's out and they're screaming and hollering. You think there was a football game going on. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I'm looking around and I get up in there and there's like four huge dudes holding mugs out yeah. for as long as they can. They're like <laughs> and stuff like that and people screaming and going nuts. That's funny. Then they got the keg rolling contest, which I, I was getting tired watching. I don't know how they do that after drinking. They roll the keg down there, roll it back. The beer is not only part of the sport, it is the sport in German culture. It is their thing. They do beer, right? So I'm getting into, I'm drinking the mug, and I'm walking. It was great because, you know, it, it's unlike the other festivals. Like, everybody's pretty hammered here. You got everybody from all backgrounds. Everybody loves Oktoberfest. Right. right? So going down, it's packed, and I finally get this clearing, right? I'm coming back from the bathroom, and this woman's, like, walking like this the mug, and she looks at me like this, and then I look at her, and she's, oh, done. I was like, oh, man, it's getting serious. It's only, like, 6.30. Get face-planted? Face-planted, done. Beer everywhere. I, I was going to help her, but, I, you know, I didn't know who she was, so I kept, you know, I was like, oh, 
better watch out for this one. Yeah, sometimes you gotta, you gotta keep moving. Yeah, so I walked. I was like, "You all right?" And some people came up knew where I was like, "Okay, good." Walking, walk. right. So now you ever been in a, like you know most of the time when you're in a crowd, people standing you know steady and stuff like this. But then you would have thought you were in the ocean because everybody's bobbing around. You got to bob and weave through everything because it's like seven o'clock and everybody's going like this. Right. And I didn't get to eat because I always go to this festival and they have the best food. But guess what? The same problem we talked about last week. The lines were as far as you can see. Right. I didn't even so, get to eat all night. So, I, I didn't wow. eat till the following day. So how were the beer lines, though? Beer lines, beer lines were long beer? after a while. When I first got there, we were there at like uh, 3 o'clock. So obviously, we started kind of early. Right. And then, uh, you know, stayed for several hours. But so that's uh, why it, that explains why you're holding three beer signs in the picture that I saw then, right? Yeah, yeah. I was holding by them in bulk, you know. We had some friends out. We're having a good time. And, uh, yeah. So, remember, beer, the great thing about the Germans is the beer is part of the, not just part of the sport, it is the sport. Keg rolling, chugging beers, holding beers out in front of you for as long as you can. The beer is the football. The beer is the baseball. It oh, is the game. That, that's good to know. That's good to know. And I, don't know, I might try to bring some of those traditions to when we're tailgating this, this coming weekend for the Bengals-Packers game uh, down there. We're talking about getting down there early, getting down there making breakfast, having like a breakfast casserole in the morning, you know, throwing some football, playing some cornhole. We have a grill going to be set up. We have a crock pot set up. You know, we have our, we're going to have a generator down there with TV and everything playing so that we can, um, you know, watch some NFL pregame, uh, fantasy football pregame whatever else we need to get done to get everything going there. So we're looking forward to doing that, trying to tailgate right. Um, like I said, I think we're going to have some chili down there. It depends on the temperature, though, because to me, you can only have chili when it's a certain temperature. So, I mean, if it's going to be above 70 degrees, chili might not be an option for me. I might just stick with hot dogs and burgers, but we'll see about that. So either way, we'll have a few adult beverages. Uh, you know, the next day is going to be a federal holiday anyway, so I have that off. So it's going to be a good time to – Hang out, have a good time with friends, and hopefully the Bengals can pull out the W uh, against uh, the Cheeseheads and uh, Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what's good there. So, Yeah, make sure you get some pictures to be up on the thing. I'm going to get some in Cleveland in two weeks while I'm at the Cardinals game. Be back yeah. in the land in two weeks. Yeah, we, we'll get some pictures and video for everybody here uh, on, the, on the podcast to witness the events, and um, hopefully we'll see the kind of fun that we're all having there. So it should be good. It should be a good time. We're looking forward to it for sure. And um, unfortunately, today, Lee, who was supposed to be with us, isn't going to be able to uh, be with us today. So we have to postpone our talk about the hospitality industry. For somebody's uh, perspective, that is in the industry. Uh, we will push that back, hopefully, the next week or the week after that. Either way, he was going to be here, but someone has to work called off. And he basically had to work a double today. So you know, that's how it goes in the industry, especially when they're understaffed. But um, it'll be good conversation when he is able to show up for it. So... Well, here's a quick get Lee for real on Lee. Lee, we don't have time for you to be working. We got to fix this mess. You need to get on this thing and get us some ideas to fix the hospitality industry because I didn't even eat after lunch on Saturday because I couldn't get no food. Oh, I didn't eat till breakfast on Sunday because the lines for food were so long. And then you leave and you couldn't get a meal. You couldn't even get into Taco Bell because the cars were out in the street. Save yep. me, Lee. And Elaine and I went out to eat somewhere and got our, you know, before we got our food, we did get two things of silverware, but one of the rolled silverware, everything was dirty. There was still like crust of stuff on the knife and the fork had to get it, had to ask for extra silverware. Now, one thing, they, at least they had paper towels at their tables. 
but still, it was something else there, and it got brought out. It was like, all right, come on, really? But yo, know. this is end times. You can't get no food. The Browns are three and one. The Bengals are three and one. There's something going on. It is crazy. It is crazy. Luckily, in Lee's defense, though, he did uh, provide us with his uh, most recent drink recipe. It's called Ranch Water. So for that, you'll need two ounces of silver tequila, one ounce of fresh lime juice, uh, was it Tapo Chico mineral water slash soda, and then tahine for the rim. So how you make it, you take the glass, and you rim the glass with tahine, and you add the tequila and lime juice, and you fill the glass up with ice, you top with Tapo Chico, shake it up, and you're ready to go. It's a light and citrusy drink with a little bit of salt and spice. So something that's probably good for this time of year for sure. Not quite cold yet, so we still have that in-between summer and fall type of beverages, so that'd be good. Wow, I like it. I just well, wish he was it. around to make it. Yeah, when next time he's on the show, he's going to actually make the drink for us live on the show. So that's going to be uh, the new segment, hopefully, as far as doing that. If not, we'll have to figure something out to get him on to do that. So Yeah, uh, we'll be you guys out there and ladies and that missed the chew, we're going to have our own little brief chew section. If you remember right. that show, Lee's going to get us some drinks. <laughs> that's right. We're going to do that for sure. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and first segment. We have a lot to go through today. College football run on day, and what do you got, Staff for us? Oh, man, so another big week. If anybody can figure this season out outside of Georgia and Alabama, please let me know. And all right. Michigan top ten. They're number eight in the coaches pool, or number eight in the AP pool, number nine in the coaches pool. Hey, that's why I'm rocking the white Michigan hat today. Go blue. I'm high. All right, so let's talk Michigan to start then, since you just can't even help yourself. Yes, Michigan sir. 38, Wisconsin 17 at Wisconsin. Uh, what do we have? Um, Michigan 253 yards, their quarterback, right? Three touchdowns, yep. uh, one interception, something like that. Not yep. a bad day. Now, the one interception was by some kid late. It was like their third string quarterback that threw an interception late. So it wasn't the first stringers. They were still, I guess they're now they've had the first turnover of the year, but they hadn't had any turnovers up to this point uh, this season. So overall, I thought the team looked solid. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. I was watching it during. Uh, my son's birthday party on Saturday. But either way, you know, Mitch came, they played physical, um, held Wisconsin's offense in check, which Wisconsin's offense didn't anything crazy or special, but still, it's hard to run on them, which is, you know, which shows with the, with Michigan's 112 yards rushing, but they did throw the ball against them, so that's good. They are very capable of doing so, so I was excited to see that. And uh, Michigan's defense came to play. They ended up hurting the quarterback. Uh, they got him on a blitz, and he went out with a rib injury. So once their starting quarterback was out, their offense was definitely anemic after that point, for sure. So, so you know what? Like, they had 112 yards rushing, but I seen it was only a 2.5 average, which I don't really take much stock in that because uh, Wisconsin basically is built to stop the run. Uh, you right. got to beat them by passing, and Michigan finally showed they could throw the ball a little bit this year. Wisconsin's obviously down, but I still think it's a good win. And what do you think about the Wolverines jumping around at the break. Yeah, hey, I thought that was great. Don't be scared. Embrace it. I've been jumping around right there with them. You know, the Wisconsin fans weren't happy about it, but hey, it's a, it's a cool tradition, and if it gets the team hyped up, I'm all for it. Yep, and Wisconsin, a running team, only rushed for 43 yards. I'm not saying yeah. Michigan's back because I think it's more of Wisconsin sucks, but Michigan definitely looks a little better. I can see why you're a little excited now that the preseason finally ended for you when you get to play a, a real Big Ten team. Yeah, it was good seeing them play an actual Big Ten team. I'm waiting to see them when they play, like, you know, Michigan State, Penn State, and Iowa. You know, those are obviously the real tests, and obviously Ohio State at the end of the year. 
So uh, we'll have to see what goes on there. I mean, I know they have a 2.5 yard or rushing, you know, rush, per, you know, rush average or whatever, but at least they were still running the ball. Um, you know, they had that play action pass actually work because that's really how their offense goes. They're not really built to play from behind. So if they can play the power game, if they go, you know, a couple downs and they punt it and they play good defense, that's still within their game. As long as they're not trying to come back down, for, you know, from 14 points back, that's when they're going to have problems. But they can still run that power game and uh, control it, play good defense, and they're still in it for, for sure. So, Okay. So uh, we'll get to Ohio State in a minute. Uh, Iowa, big road win against undefeated Maryland. Petrus had 259 yards, three touchdowns. They beat Maryland 51-14. Offense came alive a little bit. I don't think Maryland's uh, that, there yet. I don't think Maryland's there yet. They have, they have ways to go as far as that. Iowa's defense is solid. Their offense is kind of so-so, but their defense carries their team. So we talked about Iowa last week about their schedule, right, and how much they're good at home. They right. get Penn State at home next week, and they don't play Ohio State, it looks like. So Iowa's got a path to the Big Ten Championship, I think, with the way they're playing right now. But I, I would not be surprised. See, like that Iowa-Penn State game, they're both such – strong teams at home it's almost like whoever played at home i think would get the edge in that i think right. Penn state has better players more nfl potential and stuff like that but i oh that's a tough one i'm gonna i'm gonna say let's make a pick on that one i'm going uh i'm going penn state on the road big upset i don't know because i think, think that on offense i think that they're it's tough for them i think sean clifford has bouts where he goes he disappears completely and i think i was defense truth you can't be playing Iowa at home. They're always on upset alert whenever they're playing at home. Uh, so I think I'm going to go ahead and go Iowa. Okay. Penn State beat Indiana 24-0 in Indiana. Indiana's down. Penn State looked pretty decent. Uh, so that's going to be a big-time game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, into... second, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of sad that Indiana didn't have their team from last year because I would really like to see them play a full season against some of these teams that are out here because they were, they were the truth last year until the quarterback towards ACL. And he just isn't the same this year. And I, I think they lost some of their talent on defense, which were there, which were they were really strong and everything. So it's tough to watch. And I would say they were as competitive as they were last year because they were fun to watch last year. They were, yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin got a little taste of his old boss. Alabama wins there. Uh, well, they won at home, 42-21. That game was never close. So that's never close. Receiving. Yeah, no. Uh, Saban's the truth. We all agree he's the best coach in college football history. I don't even think that's debatable at this point. Nope. Uh, the game that shocked me, I didn't think there'd be an upset, but I didn't think there'd be a butt whooping. Uh, Holy ball. Beats Arkansas 37 nothing. Uh, Arkansas only had 75 rush yards, 87 passing yards, and Ar- uh, Georgia had 273 yeah. rushing yards and three touchdowns. The bully bullied the bully. Yeah. Yeah. The bully came in and said, like, Hey, that's how you really do it right here. And they showed up, they shut them up, they shut them down. And they pretty much just bullied them all game, and there's nothing Arkansas can do about it. I thought Arkansas would be more of a test. No. Georgia showed how much better they are than Arkansas. Because Arkansas was beating teams pretty bad, you know, just by being more physical. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Arkansas can be good in the future, but they have a few years to catch up to, to Alabama and Georgia because Georgia's so, defense is for real. So that coach is – this is only his second year at Ar- Arkansas. If he keeps going the way he did, he is right now, like that's a massive turnaround. What a success yeah. story. Yeah, he used to go to Georgia, too, I think, with Kirby Smart. So, uh, you know, he has that background. He has that pedigree. He knows what's going on. So he has one in the right direction for sure. So the next game I'm going to go into, Stanford is my do not bet on it 
any Saturday because you don't know what's going to happen. They knock off Oregon 31-24 yep. uh, after losing. Who'd they lose to? They lost to, like, I, I don't know. They, they, they beat UCLA, they beat USC, they beat Oregon, but they lost a couple games. I mean, you just don't know what to expect. What no, do you, you don't. That game. They're very capable, but, yeah, you just can't trust them. I mean, I didn't think – I thought Oregon's speed would – Stanford, I just don't know. I, I don't know. They just, you never know who's going to show up. Impressive win, regardless. Uh, let's go into Oklahoma. I, every week, I just want to bash Oklahoma and they just find a way to squeak another win. It was a pathetic win at Kansas State, 37 31. Kansas State's not bad, but let's get real. Uh, Oklahoma, if they, you know, I don't know. Well, you know how I feel about Oklahoma. K-State, they have a lot of Juco players. That's how they've always been. They've always recruited that way. They've always played hard. They've always had good special teams. Same thing happened today. They made it a game, or I'm sorry, over the weekend. Uh, they made it a game. Oklahoma came with the win. But, you know, Oklahoma has all the five stars and everything, and Oklahoma should win, uh, really. But they're making it close this year. So they're just not – they're not who they thought they were at all. They're not as good as they thought they were, in my opinion. But they're squeaking by. They're still undefeated as of right now. So it is what it is. All right, Auburn 24, LSU 19. Go Tigers. But Bo Nix had play of the weekend. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> hey, Bo Nix had play of the weekend. Ed Ogeron's probably losing the job in the next year or so after, you know, two years after winning the national championship and pulling Joe Burrow from Ohio State. Either way, he better figure something out because LSU's gone downhill and they always have athletes. They may always have the quarterback, but they always have athletes. Either way. Something's not showing right for them because they're well, the national that. championship team also had the coaches with the Carolina Panthers now as the offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we couldn't get Feinbaum on again. I guess he was running to get dinner for Saban and wasn't able to make our podcast this week. We'll try again next week. Saban, keeps we're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. We'll get Paul Feinbaum sometime soon. We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him. Uh, <laughs> Clemson 19, Boston College 13. The reason I'm bringing it up is because Clemson's fallen out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. I did not see this plummet coming like this, but yeah. I don't know what happened. Hey, Boston College is going to come up, though. They're good. They're a hard-nosed team. They're uh, you ball, just, They are. Hey, it's true. It's true. Watch it. Hey, I'm just saying. On the this is why I finally think you know what you're talking about. You tell me Boston College is coming up. <laughs> well, they come up a little bit until the coach finds a better job and leaves. Then they'll drop back down. That's how it goes. Oh, man. Okay. Done with Clemson. They suck. Uh, We got to talk about Cincy 24-13, the game of the upset. Ritter had 297 yards, man. I mean, uh, he made plays when he had to. It's a huge win for Cincy on the road at Notre Dame, beating their old coach. I mean, that had to have felt good. Yeah, no, it had, to, it had to feel good. You know, they came out and it was close for a while, for sure. Um, it, it, was, it wasn't like it was – it wasn't a beatdown. Cincinnati, they weren't out physical. You know, they came out and they, they played their kind of ball. You know, they're a tough football team. Ritter came ready to play. Um, overall, great – probably, like like I said, best win in the program's history. They needed it because now they're going to their conference schedule where everybody is average at best, and they need to beat everybody by like 30, 40-plus going down the stretch. Otherwise, they won't make the playoffs because they'll say the strength of schedule is too weak. Well, out of the teams going into the Big 12, nobody's more ready than Cincinnati right now as long as Luke Fickle stays. You know what, Luke Fickle? Go get paid. Go take somebody's money. Even if you can't win, it's all about getting paid. I don't care. Take that USC job. Tell them I want a treasure trove. Tell them to back up the Brinks truck down there in Cincinnati. Get paid. Get paid. You've earned it. All right. 
Uh, Cincinnati Stair Stepper School, as always. What you want to call it? Let him build his legacy there. Pull Bobby Bowden. Pull a Frank Beamer down there at, at you know at the state schools. Build it in Cincinnati. He's got it. He has the yeah. talent for it. Town's got the talent for it. He'll be in Ohio. He can take he can take some of those Ohio State recruits that aren't going to play at Ohio State. Come down to UC. You'll be on the field. You can make a difference. He can go be at Ohio State in the future. Yep. Uh, he might be the successor to Ryan Day. I know Ryan Day probably has the bug to get back to the NFL at some point, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Buckeyes. They were back. Uh, 52-13. The game was over in the first half. Stroud had 330 yards, five touchdowns, probably putting Shelf in the Heisman conversation because it's pretty wide open. Uh, what do you think? Rutgers wasn't ready for – I mean, not Rutgers. Uh, yeah, Rutgers wasn't ready for yeah. showtime. Yeah, no, Ohio State came out, punched him in the mouth, put the foot in the gas, never took it off. Got him in early, and Rutgers isn't going to score points like that to try to stay with somebody. So, Ohio State did what they should have done, what they should have done every end of the season. People are actually excited out here about possibly playing Ohio State. Like, thank God Day, like, set the tone early and got us back to where we need to be. Um, What we got here. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to say much yeah. on that. On offense, they have game. Yeah. Right? So they should. Agreed. So, we'll go. Uh, yeah, so Ohio State got done. Those are some of the big games. I'm going to give you my pillow game of the week, probably pillow game of the year. Pillow game Ohio. Of the week. Ohio beats Akron 34-17. to Akron, you suck. Didn't you hear my conversation last week? It's unacceptable how bad the football is. Ohio sucks and you suck more. Fix it. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got on Akron football. That was our weekly pillow game of the week. I didn't know we're going to have a pillow game of the week, so good to know. All right. So we had big wins in Ohio again, the NFL. Rarely we can talk about this. Uh, Browns Bengals is shaping up to mean something this year. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Yep. Uh, I'm going to try to get to that January 9th game this year. Uh, at oh, the yeah? end of the year, definitely going to try to do that one. That one's in Cleveland. So, what do we got? So, I guess if, I, if I go out to make sure I bring the right friends, because Cleveland fans like to fight for no reason. So. <laughs> yeah, knock off the fighting. You know, it looks ridiculous. Are you going to go down there and slug somebody that ain't looking in Cincinnati this weekend? No, I'm going to hang out and have a good time. I'm, look, I'm looking to, for the Bengals to get that W. If they don't, we're still going to hang out and have a good time. It's going to be fun. Yeah, don't uh, Cleveland, don't embarrass me on the game this weekend, man. It's it's crazy. All right, next weekend. So, all right, let's do Jaguars and Bengals first. Urban Myers back in town <laughs> and obviously had a good time, but not at the games. So. At the game, yeah, he was having a little bit too much fun at his bar and people dancing up on him and everything. So he got hopped up for it. You know, he him and his wife can figure that out. So he could be <laughs> potentially messing with his money. Probably should have figured that out in the first place, but. We're not gonna get into all that. We're gonna keep it uh keep it kid friendly as far as doing that. Either way, uh Bengals pulled it out. Um I was a little worried at the first half, but at the end of the first half, uh with Jaguars up 14-0. They're driving down field race square at third touchdown. The Bengals stopped them on a fourth and one, uh, right there on the goal line or on the one yard line. So that helped, kept them out of the end zone. Personally, I would have taken the points, would have made it a three-score game, but that's just me. I guess my Urban Meyer trying to put, you know, put the foot on the on the throat early, but it just didn't work out for him as far as that. And then Joe Burrow and the Bengals came out in the second half, came out firing, scored some points, got that win on the last second field goal. So I'm looking forward to where they can go next. 
Good yeah, Burrow's big numbers, 348 yards, two touchdowns. He's 25 of 32. It's a heck of a game. Uh, Bengals, slow too. That's mostly second half. So. And they had to, though, because they couldn't rush the ball with a squat. They only had yep. 75 rush yards. Uh, 78 rush yards is like a 3.5 average, 22 carries is what I see. Yep. Uh, Boyd stepped up, nine receptions, 118 yards. He's reliable. Uh, yeah, he was good because Higgins was hurt. So it was really him and Chase. And so the Jaguars, the Jaguars did kind of beat them up early. They did have 139 yards. They averaged 4.6 yards a carry. Right. Uh, they Robinson, 78 rush yards, two touchdowns. thing I was saying about the Jaguars, everybody's saying Urban Meyer is going to be out and quitting and all that stuff. I don't believe that. I think the Jaguars will be the most improved team by the end of the year. I've been yeah. saying that all year, and it's already starting to show. They went from being a walkover right away to already starting to play better. So no matter what kind of drama they're trying to stir up, saying players unhappy and all that stuff, I'm not seeing it on the field. So, um, you know, good for Urban Meyer. I'm actually rooting for him. Man, as long as he's beating the Browns, I, I'm kind of – I want to see him. I think he realizes that he can't beat Saban as the best coach in college football ever, but he can prove he can do it in the pros, and that was what he would have on Saban probably. You know, these guys have massive egos. He ain't going to quit. These people that think Urban Meyer is going to quit are crazy. There, there's no way his ego would let him quit no matter how bad it gets. You, do you agree? I agree. No, I think he wants to prove that he can coach on the NFL level uh, 100% as far as that. And he doesn't want to walk away a failure or whatever. He's not going to quit after one season. You know, I think he's going to try to be there a few seasons and see what he can do, especially to keep going in the trajectory, the trajectory that they're going. You know, he has a great quarterback, a franchise quarterback for the future in Trevor Lawrence, who is a 6'6 guy with a great arm. He's the prodigy for a prospect. And, you know, he's a big guy that can move. He can run. He can crush, do anything he needs to with the football. So, I think that they can build around him, and Urban Meyer's in a good situation. Think about it. Trevor Lawrence has had LeBron hype since he started. He's the chosen one. So, we'll see what happens. He just lost his first regular season games of his life, Mm -hmm. like, in the NFL. You know what I mean? Before, he only lost games in championships his whole career. So, that's that's saying something. Yeah. So, I mean – to me, that was a massive win for the Bengals and a confidence to come back at home on prime time. So, uh, you know, three and one. Then I can't say I saw this coming. I think what'd you say? They'd be five hundred this year. Yeah, I said the, I said the Bengals would be right around nine and eight. I think it's yeah, yeah nine and eight would be. So, all right. So, I, mean, I, I told you they will be. If it's better than that, I'll be happy. But if they're nine and eight, I think that's a successful season. Okay. So let's get into the Browns. Browns 14-7. It was a game that Woody Hayes would have loved, but the modern 2021 football fan would hate. This is why my girlfriend don't like football. Uh, it was ugly. It was three yards in a cloud of dust. I'm just uh, mad because they couldn't let Nick, Nick Chubb score a touchdown. Like he had 100 yards rushing. Let everybody was blowing me up all day about their fantasy teams. Like, oh, man, I need Chubb to score. And we ain't trying they, to score. Like, We're trying to play defense. For the touchdown on the goal line. <laughs> Give that to Nick Chubb. Let him earn what he's been putting in all day. He got 100 yards rushing on the ground. You let him do 2.5, 3 yards per carry on the ground and earn it. Get him in the end zone. Give him his props. Help him out. Come on now. Show him some love. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the good first because the Browns' defensive line is the truth. That's true. Uh, my God, would I not want to be a quarterback playing the Cleveland Browns? They have a lot I of mean, number one picks up there. You got, I mean, you got Clowney coming. You got Miles Garrett coming. You got Tag McKinley coming. Now you got the Notre Dame linebacker that can roll that everybody knows what I'm talking about. But I can't pronounce yep. his name. I'll figure it out at some point. And, <laughs> I, I, uh, and then Greedy Williams and Delpit played because of injuries. Like Harrison got a concussion and Newsom's out with the calf. 
Greedy played good. Remember, he was a second-round pick out of LSU a year before. Delpit's out of LSU, too. Yes, he was a first-round pick out of LSU, right? I think he was first round, yeah. So, uh, they both played well. Greedy's interception was on. That defense is scary. That ain't modern football, but I'll tell you what, if you look at a lot of teams that have won the Super Bowl recently, they win on defense. Defense is still winning. Yeah. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl right now because I'm going to get into the ugly here in a minute, but I'll tell you what, Miles Garrett is the truth. That dude abuses people, clowny abuses people. I've never seen a defensive line like it. Like, I've seen great linebacking cores and stuff, but this is freak factor on another level. Like, it's yep. serious. So some things are just God-given. And yes. And Garrett, what they have, God-given. God-given, man. How would you like to be clowny? Just wake up in the morning and show up. That's all he's got to do. Sign a $10 million contract just walk on the field, man. It feels good. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and your boys in Michigan made him rich with one hit. That's all true. right. That was bad. Now let's talk about the ugly. You know, you, I've been a Baker supporter for a long time, and I'm not about to get off the bandwagon, but I am getting a little worried. Uh, I watch these other quarterbacks that are – Big dudes taking over games, right? Herbert, Allen, these dudes are monsters, dude. They're taking over games, physically can impose their will. Almost kind of like LeBron does in the NBA. They're big guys that can physically impose their will on the games, running over the line, making plays. Uh, Just crazy. Baker, let's see his numbers. I never thought I'd see something like this out of Baker. 15 for 33, 155 yards, 4.7 average. Uh, 15.6 QBR. Uh, I just, his accuracy was awful. If you watch the game, he was high on every throw. He missed Beckham at the end of a game, which would have been a sure touchdown. Beckham was wide open, just missed him. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if his shoulder's bothering him. They're denying it. But, of course, you're not going to tell the media, yeah, my shoulder hurts, because then every defensive end would be trying to hit you in the shoulder, right? Was so, it raining? Or was the weather bad? No, the football was bad. <laughs> that's what was bad uh you know they ran the ball okay and they kind of did their thing where they kind of imposed their will on you know the other team you know right. uh chubb ended up with 100 yards hunt had a touchdown 69 yards hunt's been a beast the running game's been a beast line's been pretty good yep. uh it's not all baker's fault i mean everybody talks about how good the browns offense can be but they really don't have a lot of great receivers or anything except for beckham landry's out hurt beckham wasn't in when landry was in uh, I think that people knows for a little bit of fantasy, but he did nothing, so I dropped him. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, they're not getting him the ball. I, I, for the first time here, and I was all about Stefanski, his play calling sucked this weekend. It's getting worse. And here's the thing NFL defensive coordinators are great at what they do, they right. figure you out, right? The Browns. Did play action all last year, rolled Baker out so he could see, let him throw on the run with nobody in his face. Well, now these coordinators, they took it away. They took the play action away. They literally tell the guys on defense like I would, if you're the defensive end, I don't care if the entire Browns team goes left, you stay right, you know what I mean, right, and and go right for Baker. And that's what everybody's doing. Now Baker can't get out and make them throws. They're trying to run him, you know, in the pocket. I think they ran like five screen passes, mm. maybe more than that. Uh, it's like a dink and dunk offense, like some kind of iteration of the West Coast offense. It's not pretty. I'm, I'm pissed off. It sucks. I want it fixed. Stefanski, you're playing the Chargers next week. As good as the defense is, they're not going to shut that offense down in L.A. 
So yeah. uh, we're three and one. Like I said, it's great to bitch about a team that's three and one, right? I'd rather bitch about a team that's winning than losing, but uh, got to get that fixed. What do you think? No, no, I agree as far as that. And maybe, maybe Beckham still come back from his injury. He doesn't have confidence that to be the deep threat that they hope that he could be. Uh, but that people Jones is deep threat too. So I don't know. As far as that, like I said, they didn't run a lot of play action, play, you know, play action last year. That's how Baker was able to make things happen and get out of the pocket. Overall, he was taking care of the football, but like previously, he had been a little more accurate. If he's had a little better accuracy, you probably be having this conversation right now talking about him. Well, here's the problem. I think it's a Stefanski and Baker problem, right? Um, the running game's good. The O-line's been good. They definitely can run block. The play calling sucks, and Baker's sucked this week. And he usually has been pretty good. He was high percentage. By seeing now he's in, like, 26th in QBR. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you want paid forty million dollars? What do we? What do I always say? Quarterbacks get paid for winning games in the fourth quarter. He needed to hit Beckham on that pass to put that game away. He didn't. Vikings got the ball back. Defense made some plays. On the last play of the game, Clowney just blew by his guy and forced Cousins to throw an early pass. And I'll tell you what, easily could have called a pass interference call on that last play. Easily, they got lucky. And I'll tell you what, like Baker needs to get it together, man. He's got to get it together. They're not going to win if he, if he doesn't play better. He has to play better for sure. They have everything else in place. We'll see about their defense, but offensively running game, their defensive line looks good. They have a young talent on defense as far as their DBs. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sure. All right, let's get to a couple games real quick. Uh, I want to talk Cowboys because I said we wouldn't talk Cowboys, but they've earned my respect a little bit. Uh, beating the Panthers. The Panthers are good. Uh, Darnold's showing how just how – Terrible the Jets franchise is right. playing well. Hey, it's like Darnold was the number one pick. He's got like he's five rushing down. touchdowns. He's got like five rushing touchdowns, yeah. I think. Uh, he threw for 301 yards, two touchdowns. Zeke was a monster against that defense. 20 carries, 143 yards, a touchdown. Dak was good. Yeah. They win 36-28. Panthers you know really wasn't good. You know who wasn't good for me? Stevie Lamb. He had 3.6 fantasy points. Come on, man. Give him the rock. That's all I need. Get in the rocks. What I need. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you got to get the. You heard. You heard. Rail. Get Lamb the rock. All right. Get in the rock. That's all I care about. Get in the. Hey. Sam Darnold's doing it on the other side. Getting it to um. I get the guy's name on top of my head. Number two, uh, for the Panthers. Either way, if he's helping me out on on my fantasy squad, then CD Lamb needs to get going. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Cowboys are gonna give a little props. They're in a terrible division. They should walk away with it from the way they're playing. Yeah. Uh, isn't it amazing? We always talk about coaching the NFL. Isn't it amazing? Is it just coincidence that the Cowboys went from the worst, historically worst defense ever, run by a guy who didn't know what the hell he was doing, and all of a sudden you get a real coach like Quinn who came after he got fired from the Falcons, and all of a sudden they could play defense. Isn't that amazing? Like, That's pretty funny. Yeah. It, it, coaching wins in the NFL, man. It does. Um, hey, so, speaking of, props to um, Cowboys offense coordinator. They're holding it down. I mean, what, Kellen? Um, Kellen, Kellen, yeah, Kellen uh, from Oregon, the guy, quarterback from Oregon. Uh, no, Boise State. Boise State, that's right. It was yeah. Boise State, yeah. So, yeah. he's uh, he's doing his thing. He learned on the job last year, and they're getting better. But uh, I'm not congratulating the Cowboys. I hate them. You, you know, they, I hate them always, Will. Uh, I, like I hope Dak, you lose though. next week. I like Dak. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Dak fan. So, yeah, we trashed New York last week, and they both teams won. Somehow the Jets, Jets beat won. Tennessee. They beat Tennessee. I couldn't believe it. I was watching that game. I had all the games on again. Uh, terrible, man. Terrible. 
They, had, they lost both their receivers. Julio was out. A.J. Brown was out. But I know, it's still the Jets. Yeah, but like, people were talking about Tennessee as a Super Bowl contender this year. The only thing that's going to happen is Vrabel's going to get fired. Might be about that time. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so both New York teams won. The Giants won. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the end of the Falcons game against the Redskins. Another Falcons, only the Falcons can lose type of situation. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Not surprised. Uh, now, this was this was kind of shocking. Maybe not since the Rams were coming off an emotional way against the Buccaneers, but the Cardinals laid the wood to the Rams 37-20. Put on them. Uh, I almost took a bet on that, too, during the game. I was like, man, everybody's taking taking the Rams to come back. I'm like, man, I, I, I and I didn't do it, thank God. Uh, Murray, 268 yards, 8.4 average, two touchdowns. But the Cardinals play defense. Um, what did we just say about the Browns? Uh, you play defense, you're going to win some games in this league. I don't I don't care how offensive friendly it is. Right. Stafford, 280 yards. Uh, the uh, MVP talk might be down a little bit now. He had two touchdowns, one interception. They got hammered by the Cardinals. Uh, everybody's going to be on Kyler Murray now, uh, and he's he's earned that a little bit. I'm not yeah. going to call them the best team in the league, though, because they did have some struggles with some bad teams earlier. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't really call them the best team in the league, but, I mean, NFC West is the truth, though. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent out in the NFC West, so I really I still think it's going to be between the Cardinals and the and the Rams, like we talked about earlier in the year. Um, you know, Seattle, I think they're going to drop out. The 49ers, still not sure about them, especially with Grapple out now. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll flourish under under Trey Van, or Trey Lance. Don't know about that, but either way, it's still too early to tell. I think both teams are good. Are good. Their uh, their division's good. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So. And I want to talk about one more real quick, and I don't really have anything other to say. Pittsburgh sucks. Ben Roethlisberger's done. I love it. That's all I got for that game. What do you got? Uh, that's about all I got, too. I'm good with it. Yeah, breaks my heart. So, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is the AFC North is still one of the best divisions in football, and Pittsburgh sucks because you got the yeah. Bengals, Browns, and Ravens all three at one. It's just a tough division. Um, what do we got here? That's all I got for the NFL this week. I'm happy. Browns won. Uh, you know, I know you're happy. The Bengals won. That's shaping up to mean something this year. The Browns don't play a divisional game till week eight against Pittsburgh, which is insane. Yeah. A little crazy. A little crazy about that. Let's stick with the NFL one more time just a little bit. Talk about sportsmanship. Uh, between the Ravens <laughs> and the Broncos, the Ravens um, were to tie the record uh, for, um, let's see, it was a rush record for 43 consecutive 100-yard games. They were tied to Steelers from back in like the 1970s when Franco Harris was there or whatever. And they were five yards short. It was late in the fourth quarter. The Broncos had already called three timeouts trying to stop the clock, get the ball back. And instead of kneeling on the ball, the um, Ravens decided to go ahead and run another play to get that, to tie that record. And the Broncos took offense to it, said it was bad sportsmanship and blah, blah, blah. What are your thoughts on it? Nick Fangino, quit being a wuss. Like, you don't want to. You don't want them to break the tie the record on you. Then stop them, right? Like I'm so sick of hearing this stuff when these coaches come out and cry about stuff like this. You know what? Just say, hey, we lost the game. Ravens played good. We got to be better. That's it. And he's a veteran coach. He's an older guy. He's been around. Like, what's your problem? You know what I always say. You don't like it, then stop them, right? What do you agree? Agree. No, I agree hundred percent. You don't like it, stop it. If you didn't want them to do that, 
Why'd you call three timeouts when you're down 27 to seven with a minute and a half left in the fourth exactly. quarter? Exactly. Right yeah, back you brought in that on yourself. So probably, they, they probably would have knelt on it and not worried about it. Then you did that, and that makes a fair game, in my opinion. And so they ran the ball, got the record, and kept them moving. So yeah. I think it's, it's a them problem. It's a Broncos problem. It's a Vic Fangio problem. Suck it up and deal, dude. That's what I got. Yeah, I hate the Broncos, too, so I'm fine with it. But uh, I just, you know, I don't know. Bridgewater did get hurt, right? So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, let's we'll see what happens there. Lee brought that up to me, though, in my conversation. said everybody was up in arms about out there in Denver. So sorry, Lee. Tell everybody in Denver, suck it up and deal. So that's our thoughts on it. Yeah, you got a little piece of AFC North football and stuff playing against some teams you were playing against. You know what I mean? Now Vic's right. like, oh, oh, I'm going to cry. Now, come on, Vic. You would have been on my get real segment. You're just lucky there's another idiot coach in the league. So we're going to move on. What do you got? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think we're going uh, Major League Baseball, man. What do you got for us on the rundown? All Start right, man. Wild card weekend. Starting. Wild card weekend. Yankees, Red Sox in Boston. Who do you got? Who do I got? I said, Sox are favorite. Either way, I'm, I'm going to stick with Yankees. I think Yankees will take it. I don't want them to because that's your pick to win the World Series. But I'll say Yankees. All right. So we got Cardinals, Dodgers, Cardinals, hottest team in baseball, Dodgers, the super team, big game, Wainwright on the mound. You know what? In a one game thing, all you need is pitching to step up, man. Hey, the Dodgers have it. The Dodgers have it for sure. Who are they going to, they're going to throw Max Scherzer, right? I think that's yeah, who they're throw. I think that's so. If not, I mean, they have Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer. Now they did send Kershaw to the IL. I guess he was having forearm tightness or whatever. So I don't know if that's a short-term thing or a long-term thing. Either way. I'm going with the Dodgers. They're just their bats are too lethal. Their pitch is too good. I'm sticking with them. They are a super team. Uh, first game, I'm going Yankees. I, I obviously have to because I picked them to win it all on this on our show several times. I do think they're going to get it done though. I'm not sold on Boston, and uh, I, I think they win the East handily. I'm not sold on Yankees in a seven game. I mean, on their Tampa Bay Rays in a seven game series. Definitely not sold on the White Sox. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's open there in the in the AL East. Right. I mean the AL. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to pull up the upset. Really? I'm calling it. I think I think they're hot, and they're the Cardinals. They're the boogeyman. They if, anybody can pull, if anybody can pull off the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Are way to win. Yeah, you're right. I'm not they saying they're going to win the World Series because the Giants' bullpen pitching is just ridiculously good, and that's why they bested the Dodgers basically in the regular season because they're just. The, the Giants are just an impressive team all the way around. Um, right. It's one of the franchises that just always gets it right. I mean, they just got done winning three World Series here in the last, what, 10, 15 years or whatever. So uh, they were real bad recently, remember? And here they yep. are. They had a franchise best 108 wins, right? Uh, Dodgers had 107, I think, and got the wild card. Um, crazy, kind of crazy, right? So uh, let's do our uh, World Series picks here. What do we got? Who's in it? And who wins it? I'm sticking with my earlier picks. The Dodgers are going to beat. Um, well, I said what is, I said that it was going to be the Dodgers and the. Who did I say it was going to be? Oh, I forget. I had the Yankees. Yeah. You had. Uh, oh, I forget who you had. <laughs> I forget who I had too. Either way, I'm picking the Dodgers to win it all. So yeah, check previous episode. I don't remember who I chose. I'll probably say the Yankees will probably get there now at this point in time if it's different from my earlier picks. I'm sorry. Either way, my pick is still the Dodgers to win it all. All right. Uh, I'm still going Yankees, American League. Uh, we'll obviously see how well I did on these picks by, by next Tuesday. And I'm going by uh, – I'm going uh, Giants in the West. 
the West is tough. I don't think the Braves can can do it, can make any noise. They just ain't got the horses to play with these yeah. teams. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee can do it. They got three great starting pitchers, and maybe they overload them. But, you know, I just think with the hitters they're going to have to face, I just don't think Milwaukee can do it. Uh, I think the Giants get by. I think the Giants get by even if the Dodgers beat the uh, Cardinals. So I'm saying Yankees over the Giants. Upset, seven games. Here we go. Eagle Empire always rises again. Nope. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, and I want to sad day. Red season officially over last night. So, you know, now we have to Reds fans have to wait till spring training. See how much uh the Castellini family or how you pronounce their last name, see how much they don't um do in the offseason to help the ball club and um, see how much worse the Reds get uh starting going, you know, starting next season. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm worried that's the direction they're gonna go. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The Indians are going to do their normal full formula of hanging on to some good players, giving us watchable baseball, but probably never a threat to win it all just because they just don't have the horses. Keep Jose right. Ramirez. I uh, love that guy. He's the only reason I tune in anymore. <laughs> hey, if, um, the, if the Reds can keep Castellanos and Winker, I'll be all right. Jose Ramirez is the man. I mean, who else wears a medallion with a picture of yourself on it, man? That's why. Hey, that's swag. hey him, <laughs> and, him and Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So we're going to go over two more things here for our sports break here. Who's worse, the crew or Cincy FC? They both suck. Hey, wait, before we get there, that's okay. when we got the fire. Before we get there, do something. Our mission to get back in shape. Dane, oh. <laughs> how, hard, how hard have you been working out lately? I haven't been working out hard enough. I did some yoga last week, and then my knees been hurting. I haven't done anything, but I need to do more. Obviously, I'm not in the best shape of my life. That's the truth. It's been years since I've been there, but I need to get back on board with something. What are your thoughts? What have you been doing? What are you going to do? Do you even want to do anything? We want to hear about it. Well, I don't know. If it depends on what counts. Is it, does it count if I got a 32-ounce mug instead of a 12-ounce mug? Uh, no, no, no. Does not. Does no, not. man, I'm a motivator. I don't feel like doing it anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm older or what. Uh, I got my Peloton back here. Big investment. I don't know if anybody's noticed that's been watching our podcast, but that towel I don't think's moved in weeks. Uh, so uh, great investment. It looks good. I think it looks good when people come over because I think you actually are committed to something like this. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, think about it. when's the last time you've even done a sit up. Right? I don't know. Well, I mean, there I've been. I have do. I do a little little workouts. I have on like my phone with Samsung Health. I've done a few stuff lately, but not enough to like make a real difference. And what I need to do, I need to change things nutritionally. That's what I need to do. But no, I haven't been serious about it for a minute. And I need you know, to be serious about it. I've actually thought about quitting working out. You know what? I, I just, yeah. yeah, I like my beer. I like my food. I used to right. be able to do both, as you can remember back in the day when you're younger, you can do both. Yeah. Now, well, you, used, now you really have to choose. And I just like food too much, man. I used to remember you used to get ready to go work out and it was going to be like a heavy lift day. And you'd be having like two triple whoppers going in, getting your, your card load in or whatever. I mean, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. That. I Always do the two that. triple whoppers before squat day, baby. You get on it. I haven't crawled under a squat bar in 10 years, man. Yeah. That's how uh, much I'm – now, I, don't, I haven't done legs in a long time, but obviously I'm still doing upper body and stuff. But I just – you know, I got gym membership. I'm paying $41 a month for this thing right there. That's the biggest – that's the biggest scam of this thing. People think you just buy the bike. Nah, man. You got to pay got for the membership too, right? Yeah, it's not good. You got shoes too. You had to buy separate shoes too, didn't you? 
What? You have to buy separate shoes for that thing too, didn't you? Yeah, you gotta get the shoes. I got shoes over here. Let me see. See, that's about the most sitting up I get up. So you got these shoes right here. Look how new they look. I probably could put them back in the box and sell them as new. Right here. Look at that. Probably good. <laughs> nice, right? They look good. So, yeah, but uh, you know, it's funny too, because one of the instructors, I always pick this girl, it's like an English instructor when I was doing it, you know, trying to do it consistently. And I got an email on my Gmail the other day, and it was like, Hey, we haven't seen you on the leaderboard for a while. I was like, nope. I just responded, nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you already know. You already know. So we gotta figure out something. Don't know what we're gonna do. Don't know if we have ideas. Maybe everybody out there can give us ideas on what we can do to get back into it. I know with me, it's a lot of times a time thing. Family, work, kids, school, busy for me. Either way, I know it's not technically not an excuse. I need to carve out like just an hour every day to do something, whether it's just you know taking a walk. But I just haven't done it. I haven't made time my schedule to do it, and I need to. So I don't know. We're, I'm, I'm all ears as far as uh, best things that aren't necessarily the normal things we do working out. So we're all ears as far as ideas. Oh, man, I've been trying to get focused again. As you know, I was, I was in pretty good shape until May, and then all the beach trips started. I've been traveling and doing something different every weekend. It's going to help yeah. me go back to see my buddies in Cleveland here in a week or so. Uh, Dude, me, I don't go out all the time. That's the thing. Like, I barely, I hardly ever drink any alcohol or anything like that. It's just, I don't get out and work out like I should. And I need to. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to get going. I mean, I even watched Pumping Iron this morning. That's usually my go-to when the struggle is yeah, real. Yeah, you got, you got Arnold, right? Go-to, get on Arnold. Arnold is numero uno. And I usually get a little motivation from that. It just, it didn't work yet. I haven't been to the gym yet. I got a gym in my places, you know. That's how bad it is for me right now. I literally have a gym in my place. And this bike, I still can't make myself do yeah, it. Yeah, they got Dane a membership. The full squat rack bench, like dumbbell set. He has it all right there in his place. And yeah, he's not doing anything with it. And, and like, uh, I have a membership to Powerhouse Gym, which is one of the best gyms I've ever been in. I got a plant fitness membership and I pay for this bike here. And the only thing I've been lifting is the 32 ounces. But uh, I, now it's fall, you know, I might be able to get back into it, but I need some motivation. So, we need tips out there on what you do to stay motivated in your forties because the struggle's real. I need. Yeah, help. I know. I'm, I'm I'm coming up on forty two and you know forty as well. Excuse me. And yeah, it struggles real. We got to get going. We got to get moving because we're getting old. We're not getting younger, and probably keep getting fatter. And need to stop doing that for sure. <laughs> so, so here's the three problems, real quick, on why. For one, even when I was lifting heavy and still putting up some of the heaviest weight I've ever put up just a year ago. Uh, my body don't look good anymore doing it, right? You know, <laughs> just you know, even though I can lift the weight, you know, you're older and you just, you know, just just don't get like that anymore. Right? Then, like stuff starts to hurt, right? Stuff bothering me and stuff like that. And Bro, then, you get sore, man. And then I used to be able to go get a family pack of tacos and a 64 ounce code red from Taco Bell, and it won't even phase me. Can't do that no more either. Nah, so and nah, then when you're good. not seeing the results like you used to. You lose motivation, so it's 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 just being true. Even though I still like to lift the heavy, you, when you're not, you don't look the same, you know. So it's tough, you know. Obviously, there's all kinds of supplements out there, but me and you's always kept it clean. Obviously, yeah, we've yep. seen what happens to people taking that stuff. So. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that. You don't <laughs> no. want to mess with that. Not no, but Stallone looks it. good. Whatever he's taking, I'll take that. <laughs> I have stuff you shouldn't be taking. <laughs> well the good part is i probably can't afford it so it's all good <laughs> that's probably true too that's probably true too. all right let's go we're gonna be rapid fire hey we will put a poll out there we'll put this video up talking about this thing about us working out 
getting the miss, you know, our mission to get back and say, we want to hear from you guys about it. You can talk trash. You can give us ideas. We're all open. As far as uh, any ideas that come that get brought to the table, just let us know for real. But rapid fire, dang, you've already covered the Yankees, Red Sox, and the Cardinals, Dodgers. Go ahead and start with Fury Wilder. And go ahead. All right, Fury Wilder, who you got? Big time heavyweight match. Joshua lost. So we're still not getting the Fury Joshua match we want, which is ridiculous. He got beat up by a 220 pound Ukrainian. Uh, Those guys are tough over there. Yeah, Uh, they are. They're tough, man. So. Obviously, Wilder's really the only relevant American boxer. I ha- I think he has no chance. I think Fury is one of the best heavyweights of all time. I think he's going to get his ass whooped. Uh, what do you think? No, I was saying, I, I don't think there's going to be a knockout, but I think Fury's just too good of a technical fighter for Wilder to handle. I don't know Wilder blamed on his his uh, ring, you know, in his ring entrance out of four saying it was heavier than he thought it was going to be and he was tired and blah, blah, blah. Either way, he should have thought about that before. I think it was just an excuse. I think Tyson Fury is going to come out and he's going to just outbox him. You know, I you know hope, what? I, I hope Wilder wins. I'm pulling for him. I want to do it. You know, he's an American, you know, heavyweight boxer. I want to see American heavyweight champion again. But I think Fury is just too technical for him. Yeah, I'm with you. I always root for the American. I want Wilder to win. But you know yeah. what I'd do if I was Tyson Fury after uh, Wilder's excuse last time he was fighting? I'd show up dressed like the Marsh State Puff Marshmallow fat man walking out to the stand. I'd put like something on that looks like it weighs like 500 pounds just all on me and walk out there. He should come out in a ball and chain with like a giant harness on him like he's being, you know, put the just in a torture chamber and just crawl out there rolling the balls and chain and then getting in the ring and just dropping him. Oh, man. No, it'll be interesting to see for sure. It'd be funny if he did do that. Just to prove point, he has no excuses. But overall, I still believe Fury's just too technical. He's talented. He's one of the talented, most talented, like, heavyweight fighters you'll see out there. And he's the truth. You know, he got to see – if he has his stuff together, if he has nutrition together, talent-wise, he's there. He, he, fights, and, he fights and bobs and weaves like a little guy with that kind right. of reach and strength and – uh, you know, as long as he stays off the cocaine and food, he's going to be a long time champ, man. So yep, I agree. percent. All right. So let's get into it. We are a football state. So yep. we're going to talk 100%. a little football. Uh, <laughs> who's worse? The crew or the crew or Cincy FC? They suck both of them. Oh right? man, it, I want to say crew, but right now I got to say FC Cincinnati. You know, they have, they've had, a, they're what, the third coaching change in the last three years. There's some people. They do have some decent young players. They've been able to put it all together. They've been able to score goals. They they went through a stretch where what I forget how many games. Two hundred sixty-five minutes or something about scoring. Yeah. So I mean, they were playing decent defense, but they weren't scoring any goals. That's that's tough for right there. So they got to figure out where they get talent or through their academy or whatever it is. They got to figure out something to score more goals this year. Hopefully, their new their new coach will put them in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's hard for me to be hard on the crew because they did win it all last year. And uh, they they beat the Mexican champ on Wednesday. If you watch that game on uh, uh, Wednesday night on ESPN two, they uh, won the cup. That uh, I ain't gonna try to pronounce it. Where they you know the best team plays the uh, and the MLS plays the Mexican team. Right. Uh, that was a big win. I thought that was gonna springboard them. So the crew was actually in Philly last weekend and uh, uh, su- Sunday. Uh, and I wanted to go after the Browns game. My girl, you know, Jackie said absolutely not. She's not sitting through a soccer game. So I didn't go down. I'm glad I didn't because I got waxed three nothing. Uh, they're both done. Neither's in the playoffs. Uh, uh, struggles real. Struggles real. 
Yeah, so the focus, obviously, still on American football. <laughs> All right, they both suck, but I agree with you. Since the FC is worse, they're, they're a disgrace. And it's a shame because you got, like, one of the best fan bases in the uh, MLS. Uh, best, one of the best fan bases. We've got a brand-new stadium that's out there in the East End. Or, I'm sorry, the West End. And, you know, it's beautiful. You know, great site, great atmosphere. They see the team that goes along with it because they'll have the supporters. For sure. Just real quick, remember when a bunch of us went there before they were MLS? We went and they were playing in Nippert Stadium against yep. Louisville or something. I couldn't believe how many people were there. It was insane. Yeah, it was like 30,000 people there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool that there are supporters. There's people that want it to be good. There's people supporting them for sure. But, you know, we, we want FC Cincinnati to be different than the other Cincinnati professional teams that are out here. So, hopefully, they can figure something out. Yeah, because it's ugly right now. All right, Chargers, Raiders, who you got tonight? Big game. I can't wait. I'm watching this one. Chargers, hands down. Well, it, it, is it in Vegas? I believe it is. I'm taking a look. Either way, I'm still sticking with the Chargers. Raiders are good. They, they're better than what, they, what I thought they would be. They've improved. Their defense has improved. Um, but I think that the Chargers have too much firepower in offense. I don't think the Raiders will stop them. Um, you, you can't stop Eckler and Keenan Allen and Justin. It's in Herbert. LA. It and is Mike LA. Williams. Yeah, it's in, if it's in LA, Chargers. Sorry, it's supposed to be rapid fire, Chargers. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take, uh, I like Raiders. I'm a believer. <laughs> Seen a couple of their games. Uh, I'm on the Evil Empire theme. I got the Raiders. I think they take it. Gotcha. All right. So I'm going to bust one out of my favorite part here now, right? We got to do this or that. Can I get Can I get you? Yeah, let's see it. All right, let's do it. This or that, where I know the answers and real, I know the questions and real doesn't. All right, here we go. This or that, ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Yeah. Hello. I, I, ice cream all the way. Ice cream cake, preferably. You know, it's a great time. This is a great topic since we're talking about working out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Golden Grams or Fruity Pebbles? Golden Grams. Can't stand Fruity Pebbles. Terrible. I'm all about it. Golden Grams is a must. I always got like three boxes here. Pop-Tarts or Donuts? Donuts. <laughs> I'm going Donuts, too. Did you know the Pop-Tart is the worst food for you? That's what they say. Nothing worse that. than a Pop-Tart. I believe that. Now, Pop-Tarts can be sitting in a warehouse for 30 years. You still eat them. It's like food for the walking dead. All right. McDonald's or Burger King? Ugh. McDonald's for their breakfast. A McDonald's breakfast is good. Uh, I like Burger King's burgers better, but I hate their fries. Burger King, your fries suck. Fix it. Yeah, uh, if, I do, if I do get Burger King, uh, I'll get the onion rings. I never get the fries. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the fries suck at Burger King, but I definitely take the Whopper. Um, it's 2.30 a.m. And you're staring at two places on both sides of the street, Taco Bell or Waffle House. Where are you going? Um, am I trying to get home or am I trying to kick it with friends? <laughs> I guess that would be the decision. No, right? no, that would be the decision. Normally, probably Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm going Taco Bell myself. Uh, can't can't go that. So there's a little bit of this or that. Let you know what to go with, especially after our workout edition. I had to get in the stuff we actually are interested in. True. So true. So, yeah. all right, here we go. Get real with Dane. Dane, what do you got? All right. So there was a lot of candidates for us this week, right? Uh, you know, but I got to go. That naggy guy from the Bears who's trying to kill Justin Fields, right? This guy, I mean, 
no one can catch Hugh Jackson, but this guy's trying hard to prove he can be one of the worst coaches in the history of the NFL. So the Bears win, right? And Justin Fields threw some great passes. I mean, he didn't have a touchdown. He threw 209 yards, threw some dimes. He was looking good. Uh, so what's Nagy come out and say? Uh, the Red Rifle is going to be our quarterback, Andy Dalton, when he gets back healthy. Why? Andy Dalton sucks. You know why Andy Dalton makes me mad? Because I said I was a believer in him. I thought the Bengals just sucked. And if he went to another team, and then he got a shot with that high-powered offense in Dallas, and he just made Dak Prescott look like Otto Graham or Joe Montana because of how bad he stunk the place up. So Nagy, watching the film, brings that guy in to be his quarterback. After watching that Dallas film, what the heck are you thinking? Then you promise him the job. Then you put Fields in, try to get him killed, right? Fields has all the tools. I mean, I don't know what this guy's doing. What is he? So he's 30 and 22. And why is he 30 and two, you might, 22, you might ask? He's had an elite Super Bowl caliber defense some of these years. All right. Mitch Trubisky, we're sorry. We didn't realize this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. It isn't all your fault. Hell, he almost killed Trubisky. He almost killed Foles. Nagy shouldn't just be fired. He should be in the penitentiary for trying to kill people for assault. Just terrible, right? So he's 0-2 in the playoffs. You know, Chicago loves their football, big fan base. Don't care that they suck. But I do care when I see a guy like Justin Fields, who I think he has great potential, get stuck with somebody like him that just doesn't have a clue what the hell is going on. I mean, where'd they get this guy? Uh, I'm trying to look for some of his other stuff. I mean, I know he was in, was he the Eagles maybe for a year or something on that Super Bowl run, Eagles, something like that? Yeah, yeah that, I think it was the Dolphins for a second. Yeah, it's a crime that someone like that makes the money he does. All right. So uh, Ohio State fans out there, I'm sorry that Fields fell into such a terrible situation. Uh, Chicago is a great town, but my God, how can you not fire this guy? Now, I heard he was going to be fired if they lost to the Lions this weekend. He's probably on a week to week basis before he fires him. Uh, right. I would the second the owner if I'm the owner of the Chicago Bears and I see this that uh, my coach is out there saying Andy Dalton's going to be my starter I'm going to phone down to HR and be like yo somebody walked this guy out of the building get him out out <laughs> don't ever let him back in take his key and lock the door tell him go go somewhere else so get real Nagy get real Chicago Bears you guys stink. Andy Dalton, you stink because I hate when people make me feel make me wrong. And I said you still had it, and you don't, and you stink. And I gotta get one more thing in there. Kevin Love, you suck. Why are you still on the Cavs? Trade him. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, let's get real with Dane. As always, Matt Nagy, you've heard it. Chicago Bears, you've heard it. Figure it out. Get real. Come on, man. So now we got Messenger Money Rail today. We're going to give some props to Adam Wainwright. He's a 40-year-old pitcher with the St. Louis Cardinals. He used to throw 100 miles an hour. He used to be great through his career. Now he can't throw quite as hard. He's throwing more like 89, 92. He's reinvented the way he's pitching. He's still doing well. This year, for 2021, he was making $8 million for, for the year. He signed a contract for 2022, $17.5 million. Doubled his salary. Also has no trade clause. I'm not mad at a big prop. Messing with money? Nope, he's doubling up. That's what you do, especially when you're 40. Good gift. So I hope I can pull something like that when I'm 40. I'm not, I'm not sure I can do it, but it'd be nice if I could. Yeah, uh, 
he better make me look good and beat the uh, Dodgers here this week. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, you're banking on him for sure, right? Banking on it. Banking on stepping up. So, so. Nah, it's cool, man. Hey, Dane, as always, great times. You want to reach us? Reach me on Twitter at Franchise1122. Reach Dane at D DeMeo. He's always up in Cleveland to the day that he dies. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, always relevant or at always relevant. A-L-W-I-S. R-E-L-L-E-V-E-N-T. Um, hit us up on YouTube. You can find us there always. Like I said before, L-W-Y-S, then in print or in quotes, REL, R-E-L-L, and then event, E-V-N-T, and then YouTube, you can find us out there. And we'll be sending our links out through uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll be doing all that as well. So I think I'll call all of our handles on that. If not, you'll be seeing it here soon. But follows us, spread the word. We want to hear from you guys. We're testing out poll questions. We got some this past week. Hope you guys get a little response from that. But um, like I said, we're going to be sending out more videos, more content for you guys to see and talk to us on. Dane, you got anything else to add, man? RIP Indians. Welcome, Guardians. New era. Dane, Dane's back in the Guardians now officially. So until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. All right, everybody, I wanted to bring in for our final segment, Relax and Take Notes. And today, if anybody knows me, knows that I'm a big NASCAR fan. And I've always liked NASCAR for years, enjoyed it since I was young. And um, today, it looks like Bubba Wallace, he became just the second black driver to win a race in NASCAR's Top Cup Series um, at Talladega. So he's the first black driver to win since Wendell Scott won in 1963. And that win wasn't even declared for several months after uh, NASCAR preside, last presented Scott's family with the trophy from that race uh, a couple months ago. So it's just kind of crazy how how Wallace is the, the second black driver to win a race there um, in the NASCAR's in NASCAR's top series. Uh, excuse me, and um, you know Bubba Wallace, he has gone through um, probably a little more than what most drivers have to go through in the series, being a black driver, the only black driver in the series. And he kind of led the led the the call to NASCAR to remove Confederate flags from all of the tracks. It's just interesting that um, one of the tracks in the South that really protested the ban of Confederate flags hard is Talladega. They did for the last four races since the ban was put in place, and they're out there for this race as well. Um, so I'm sure they're they're not the happiest that Bubba Wallace won this race, but overall it is good. It's great to get more diversity in the in the sport. I'm sure there's many other um, individuals that uh, that any other minorities, many other minorities that you know, look at like Bubba Wallace and other minorities out there that are interested in NASCAR, that are interested in trying to get to racing's top series, and um, it's just good to see someone that looks like us you know, win a, win a race in NASCAR's top series. Just, you know, those kids that want to have those dreams that they can race when they get older, you know, they see someone do that and it makes them believe that it's definitely possible. It's not something that's out of their reach. So congrats to Bubba. Um, I know he put in a lot of work. I know he's on Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's team. So I know they're happy that for a smaller team that they got this win in general, but I think overall it's, it's kind of a, a larger thing than that. Um, 
No, many people probably don't think about it that way or look at it that way, but I really think it is, especially in NASCAR. You know, there's always that stigma about, you know, it being from the South and, and whatnot and being behind the Confederate flag. But, um, you know, hopefully these steps that NASCAR is taking to try to alleviate that stigma, um, they'll be able to stay strong and keep growing the sport into avenues that, um, not everybody probably expected him to grow into. So, um, congrats to Bubba Wallace. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, good for him as far as everything. And I thought it was just good to bring that to the table today for uh, Relax to Take Notes. So, overall, for our podcast, Dan and I had a great time uh, discussing everything today. We still look forward to having Lee on the podcast discuss the hospitality industry and the changes that need to be made, that need to be made and what's wrong with it right now, especially post-pandemic. Um, so, we're looking forward to that when we can have him on the show. We hope you are, too. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves, as I said before. Hit us up on our Twitter handles. Mine is uh, at Franchise1122. Dane's at, at Dane DeMeos. If not, like I said, we'll be sending stuff out via Facebook and Twitter for uh, Always Relevant. So at Always, A-L-W-Y-S-R-E-L-L-E-V-E-N-T. So you want to find us, we're on all uh, major platforms for podcasts. You can watch on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We have the video out there. Um, let's say we're, I think we're trying to get better at this as we go. We hope you enjoy it. We enjoy putting together. So until next time, uh, have fun, and uh, we'll see you soon. Later.